We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Why won't you date me? A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could start a full-blown stealing operation with cars and uh, (laughs) call me fast and furious. Oh boy, I'm running out of these little intros. Well, uh, maybe I'll start writing them. I don't know. Anyway... Today, my guest is a fabulous drag queen, a fabulous makeup artist. I'm very excited. It's Creme Fatale. Yay. Hi. Hi, 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 Creme. Thank (laughs) you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I have been following you for such a long time. You are such a talented makeup artist. Thank you. My God. (laughs) I, where did you, where did you get your start? I started drag like six years ago. And honestly, before that, I wasn't like great at makeup at all. It was just kind of (laughs) like I learned how to do it through doing drag. So I was like, okay, I taught myself how to do like the worst possible version of makeup Mm -hmm. and then just tone it down and learned how to do like real makeup and then started a career in makeup from that. Do you have like a, a day job where you're doing makeup or do you are you a international celebrity makeup artist? Oh, I wish. No, I have. A, <laughs> <laughs> I work in beauty, but like corporate beauty. So I'm like behind the scenes at a makeup company um, doing like mostly business stuff and then some creative things. But I kind of like it. I see. I, I mean, it truly sounds like fun. I'm into it. I feel like your aesthetic is like. It's like hyper feminine, but also full fantasy. Oh, because sometimes you'll be like blue or like purple. And I I just that I love that the blending is wild. Thank you. I love to give the full fantasy like everything is painted. Everything has to be painted. Like (laughs) I will paint things that you cannot see. Really? Just for myself. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm like wearing a low cut top, like 
Full titty is painted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just did a show, like a virtual show with Trixie Mattel, and she was like, you paint the hands, you paint the ears, you paint behind the neck, anything that's showing you paint. Yep. And I'm just like, that <laughs> might be too much work for little old lazy me. I do more like a, a cheating version. So I'll paint like my face, my chest, all of it. But like my hands and my like legs and my arms and stuff. I'll do, mm-hmm. I'll make like custom like pantyhose bodysuits in that color. Or oh. like dye them to match the colors that I paint my skin. Because I hate when like you can see the skin. That's not the full fantasy <laughs> to me. <laughs> the fantasy is lost. It's dead. How did you how did you get into drag? I read an article that you started in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started doing drag there. And do you so do you consider yourself a bio queen? What is I don't is it just drag? Do you prefer something? I think I prefer drag queen for sure. When I first started out, it was still kind of like new to me. So like people would be like, oh, well, we can call them bio queens or we could call them like the worst one was faux queen. It was just like fake queen, which is like, I'm doing twice the work that you are. I don't think I'm a fake queen. But like the whole bio queen thing is a little bit, um, I would say a lot of bit transphobic. It's like not very mm-hmm. inclusive of like all of the gender spectrum. So we just want to say like drag queen. I feel like it's very weird. Like if you can say like a drag queen, like that's what we're doing. Like you don't really need enough. Like you don't need a qualifier. You don't need a qualifier. You don't need to tell people like. She has a vagina, beware. Like, it's mm-hmm. like very, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> I I mean, I won't lie. There was a time in my life where I was like, drag is men. And I guess as I got older and I was a, like exposed to more drag, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, drag is just performance. And it, like, who gives a fuck what the gender is of the person performing? Yeah, it's gender expression and performance and like using that as like your your method to like, you know, put out like what your experiences have been in your life mm-hmm. and your gender and your body. Um, so it doesn't really matter like what you start off as, I <laughs> say, like, mm-hmm. it's just like the art of it. Have you been doing Zoom shows and whatnot during quarantine? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have they been, do you enjoy them? I kind of like it just because like, I don't have to put shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the best answer. (laughs) I don't have to wear a corset. I could just like fake it halfway through, which like (laughs) by the time we go back to the clubs, I'm not going to be ready. (laughs) I feel the same way. I've done two stand-up shows since quarantine started in March. And the first one back, I fully was like, oh boy, I have too much to say. I don't know how to say all of this. Also, I have nothing to say at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to, like, collect my thoughts, and I may have said this on the podcast, I don't remember, but midway through a joke that was about a year and a half old, I was like, oh, no, what's the next beat of that joke? And my friend (laughs) Sashir was there, and I was like, Sashir, do you know the rest of the joke? She's like, where are you at? And I told her, and she was like, "Mm, no, no, I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, sorry, guys, you're not going to hear the rest of this joke. Yeah, it's... Working again has been very strange in person. Yeah, I've seen a few of the Instagram videos of yours and everybody's like very far <laughs> apart. Like, uh huh. Yeah. yeah, it's strange. And I was watching Chelsea Handler's uh, like a bit of her special last night. She shot a special during quarantine or yeah, within like the last couple months. And it was outside. Some people were masked, some people weren't. And I was like, is this our new <laughs> is this the new way of life? I hate I hate it. It is depressing. It's been 
I don't even know if I'm sad anymore. This is just like the way life has been. <laughs> it's just like one long march. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like finally I've been up here like in the North Bay for like two days and like they actually have colors that change on the leaves. So it kind of feels different. I'm like, oh, things are crispy. Things are orange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normally like a Halloween gal, mm-hmm. but. I was like, Halloween is a season, and I need a season. Like, I need some sort of fucking change. Yeah. So I'm like, let's get spooky ooky. Let's get some pumpkins. <laughs> let's get to carve it. Let's do something. Yeah. It's like the only indicator that things have been changing at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it does feel like we're in this weird Groundhog Day type deal where it's just like new horrible information, but it's like, stay inside. Mm-hmm. Or go outside and don't wear a mask, because it feels like, There's no in-between. Yeah, there is no in-between. If you go outside, like, literally, most people aren't wearing masks. And I'm like, oh, sorry, did this end? Did I, like, not get the memo? (laughs) Have I, like, quarantined myself into, like, a coma? Like, did I forget? Did I didn't hear anything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I was, like, walking back from the last show I did, and I was just dodging people because I was like, I don't want to be near you if you're not wearing a mask because I don't know where the fuck you've been. Uh, But I was like, wait. Did Yeah, did I miss it? Did truly a newsletter blast come out that I unsubscribed to to say that the pandemic was done? Yep. And that's like weird because you're like dodging people without mask or like somebody's wearing a mask. But as soon as they go to say something to you, they pull it down. Yes. And I'm like, who are you protecting at that point? <laughs> like the air around you, like you're going on, you're walking on the sidewalk. Nobody around you, you're wearing your mask. But as soon as you come across one person, mm-hmm. you take it off. I don't It's very frustrating. It is very frustrating. I feel like this pandemic is just a test of, are you uh, fluent in common sense or (laughs) fully fucking ignorant? I think it's funny because like most people would say that nobody had common sense before this, but like now we know. Mm -hmm. Now it's like confirmed. We don't. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's I feel truly wild. Every time I wake up, I go, okay, we're still doing this. Mm hmm. It's like a non-problem, but I've been having my bathroom renovated because I had a leak in my house. Oh, I relate to that. It's awful. Yeah. It is so awful to have a leak in your house because it could be the pipes or it could be the shower. And you're like, I don't know. You fix one and hope that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But you might have to fix fucking pipes. And I'm not a fucking plumber and I don't understand (laughs) plumber jargon. Mm -hmm. But uh, I took a shower in my bathroom. I've been using my roommate's bathroom, but I took my shower yesterday for the first time since fucking february and i cried in my shower (laughs) i was just so elated and i was like is this what feelings are again (laughs) i haven't been happy about anything i've just been like whatever so creme are you a single dating uh in a relationship not doing it or yep those are the options (laughs) Those are all of them. Um, I'm in a relationship. I've been with my boyfriend for a little over a year now. Congratulations. How did you do it? (laughs) Um, I was actually, um, I was living up here at the time and he was living in L.A. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got booked to do makeup for um, a shoot for a makeup brand and they flew me down. Uh, But I had like the whole full day beforehand. And I was kind of going crazy, like, at my parents' house because I didn't want to uh, date a local. 
<laughs> I grew up in my hometown. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know everybody in this hometown. Um, so I deleted all my apps and stuff when I moved back. And then when I got there a day before, I was like, oh, this is my time. I downloaded all my apps and I was like, the first person that replies, I'm going to fuck him. <laughs> and I talked to a few people and like some of them just seemed like awful. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of gave up. And, like, just ordered my room service and took a nap. And by the time, like, I woke up, uh, my boyfriend had replied to one of the messages. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's still a lot of time. I'm kind of bored. Like, I haven't spoken to anybody that wasn't my parents or my sister in a month. So mm-hmm. I had him meet me at my hotel for drinks. And then, surprise, is actually a nice person. So Ugh, that's <laughs> just a nice it's like um, it's like a buy the books how the apps are supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which has never happened before. <laughs> it's never happened. Not one time in my life. Uh, truly, I keep meeting people that are trash or they're nice for a little bit. And then they're like, mm, you're not what I'm looking for. And I'm like, OK, well, I was settling anyway. It's yeah, very that. Did your boyfriend, <laughs> is he a fan of drag? Did he, does he know anything about the drag scene? He does now. <laughs> mm-hmm. He knew like the very basic stuff. I think he had watched like maybe one or two episodes of Drag Race before. He was like cool with it. But he's definitely out of all of the the straight men that I've dated, like the one that's been the most receptive and open to it and like is like a huge fan. And now he like shoots all my photos. Um, He shoots uh. all of my drag numbers now that we've been in quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he does all that stuff for me. Oh, my God. This is everything I've ever dreamed of. Uh, A man who appreciates makeup and gets what I do and is like, yes, I will do these things for you. Mm -hmm. All I want is a man to take pictures of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before finding your boyfriend, was it weird explaining what you did to straight men? I feel like straight men truly cannot wrap their minds around some things sometimes. They really can't. And it's weird because like, you know, before I met him, there was like a few of them that like pretended like they got what was going on. <laughs> and it was like, you know, by that time of like your end of like not being with that person, like not like dating, but like hanging out with, you start to like unravel like that they really don't have a sense at all of what you do. And mm-hmm. I've gotten things from like requests to like have sex and drag. And I'm like, that's oh. not what this is. <laughs> this is. <laughs> or like one of them thought that I was like a huge like, party like hard like drug Mm -hmm. kind of person I was like uh no (laughs) I literally Mm -hmm. like go in and I do my work and I leave like that's not how this works (laughs) (laughs) wait how did that person present that to you were they like hey you perform in clubs would you like all this cooking (laughs) he was like kind of towards like the end of it we were like that was actually like right before I met my boyfriend like the only person that I dated for a little while and I thought it was like getting serious and he didn't assume that but for me I assume that because I don't really I didn't really allow myself to get close to people um just because of what I do it's like very complicated and he like presented mm-hmm. himself as like oh I have a friend who's a drag queen um like in college or whatever so I know like that kind of thing and then like towards the end that was a period in my life where I was like traveling a lot so I had I've always had my full-time job and done drag so at that time I was like pretty much traveling almost every weekend um, and then working like my full like 40 hour week. Mm-hmm. So we would see each other like midweek. So like his assumption was like that I was going to like all these places and like just doing hard drugs and partying and like <laughs> drinking myself to death. It was <laughs> Like that was like he's like that was one of the reasons he brought up for like 
why he didn't think that it was going anywhere. He's like, Mm -hmm. because you're like, you know, clearly living this like party lifestyle. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you have a grasp of what I'm doing. How wild. Had he ever been to a performance at all? Or he was just, he would hear things and just make assumptions. I think he heard things and made assumptions because I would try to invite him. I wasn't like, I haven't had a whole lot of experience dating. Um, I think before I started dating him, I like started maybe dating the year before. That was it. I was like a very late bloomer when it came to that kind of stuff. So I think he was like giving me signals of like, it's not going to be serious or something. Because I was like inviting him. I was like, oh, come to this performance. It's just downtown and meet my friends and blah, blah. And to him, I was like, you know, straight men take that as like a huge deal for some reason. They're like, meeting your friends. And I'm like, my friends don't give a fuck about you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You'll be here one day, gone the next. But like, he always made up excuses. So he never like saw that, like, I literally just show up to the club and like, do my performance and then maybe we like cover for a little bit and then I go home and take a shower and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have to fucking wake up and go do my full time job. Yeah, I have to go to work at 8 a.m. I don't know what you think I'm doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I when I had like another full time job and I was doing comedy in New York. It was a very tough balancing act because I was not good. I would not just go home and go to sleep. (laughs) I would like get annihilated and then wake up the next day and be like, oh, no, I have to like talk to human beings and do work. It's a miracle that I kept a job. I don't know. I was very bad at every job I've ever had, except for nannying. That was I don't want to say the easiest job, but. The easiest job because you could be hungover around kids. You're just like a little low energy. You're like, let's do something fun, guys. Well, this is more like in recent years when I first started drag and I was in San Francisco, it was the total opposite because I was still doing Mm. my little like coffee shop gig or whatever. So that Mm -hmm. I could stay out till like 4 a.m. and just like drink until I black out and then go (laughs) serve coffee all day. That was fine. But when I started doing my corporate gig, it's just not, mm-hmm. the, not the tea. You're like, mm, I need to keep this job. This is a good job and I need to put money away in an IRA and a 401k. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said you were a late bloomer. Uh, when did you start dating? I had a boyfriend in high school that I don't count. Because like for me, mm-hmm. that was kind of like my, when I was like in my senior year of high school, I was like, wait, I haven't dated anybody. Maybe I should get a boyfriend and this will be my high school experience that everybody has. Mm-hmm. And like, that was kind of like mm-hmm. my thing. Um, and then broke up with them when I went to college and then just like didn't want to deal with men at all. So I don't mm-hmm. think I started dating until I was like 25 or 26. Oh, OK. I was just like not interested. I thought I was asexual for a really long time. And then I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm just like not interested in dealing with people. <laughs> <laughs> I fully feel you on that. Yeah. Just truly not <laughs> being able to deal with people. You're like, oh, my God, everyone out here is very bad. I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not a huge fan of labels, but I do understand why they exist, because it's like when you kind of aren't not I don't want to say not normal, but mm-hmm. when you kind of like stray from the beaten path, it's like, well, I'd like to have a name for this. Yeah. Uh, so like I get that. But yeah, I just uh, I'm like, whatever. Sometimes I'm sexual. Sometimes I'm not. Lately, I've been uh, so sexual. It's killing me. <laughs> I'm so horny. I'm oh, so no. single. It's fully depressing i keep falling asleep with vibrators on me (laughs) (laughs) which i mean i think i said this last week on my podcast but i just i'm like horny and then i'm like i need to alleviate this and then i'm like well i guess i'm tired like immediately after coming i'm like (sighs) like i just i'm so 
frustrated right now. Oh, no. Yeah, and I've been trying to find Lady Glory holes. I don't think that's a thing. I (laughs) cannot find it on the internet. I don't know. Why not? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, ladies want some fun, too. Honestly, there's enough men out there that would do it, I think. I think so, too. I asked a friend, I was like, would you meet me at a glory hole? And he was like, I don't think I could. And I was like, maybe not. Maybe straight men aren't as adventurous as they say they are. I wonder if they have something like that. Because I used to be really into like the fetish scene, even though I didn't like the actual act of it. I was just like very like interested in learning about it. And they would have like, you know, like the sex clubs that were like pretty like famous in San Francisco back in the day. Like, I feel like they would have something like that now. Oh, maybe I got to go to a sex club. I think so. I went to, I don't know if it was an actual sex club, but it was a club that allowed sexual acts to happen just in public. And I walked in and this man was like blowing this other man. And he looked up and he was like, oh, Nicole Byer. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, that's the that's the only way I ever want to be recognized again. <laughs> Someone pulls a dick out of their mouth to be like, oh, I know you. <laughs> oh, that definitely sounds like any uh, San Francisco club that I've been to. I've literally go-go danced for sex parties in San Francisco, but it's like me and my like bubblegum pink aesthetic just like <laughs> dancing while like people are having sex behind me. <laughs> they would like take their breaks like after they were done like with their with their act and they would come and like uh-huh. tip me at 20 and they're like I like your look and I'm like thanks. <laughs> I just saw you get railed. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so funny the juxtapositions like hard sex happening and you're like tee <laughs> A bubblegum pink. I'm wearing a giant dress and I'm just dancing real cute. Yep. <laughs> it's good money. <laughs> They're very good tippers. <laughs> That's, I mean, I guess after you come, you're just like, I want to spread the joy to everybody. I'll give you 20s, a 20, everybody. 50s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, real quick, we're going to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that 
everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Um, so you've been on apps and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any, like, not horror stories, but, like, who's the worst person you've been on a date with? Uh, 
There's been a lot of really bad ones. I think one of them, I've done this twice to men where like I would like meet up with them and I'm like chatting with them the first five minutes as I'm ordering like a lift under the table. Like, (gasps) oh, you're just not. Mm -mm, No, I think I would say like not one instance, but like a specific person. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to apologize to this person. If this is you, I'm sorry. But male teachers like that teach children not like college professors they're like they're very similar they just like won't stop talking the entire time like you can't get a word in all they talk about is their kids at school like mm-hmm. that's just is like a huge turnoff to me I'm like why are you talking about like 18 children that I don't know like <laughs> I just met you <laughs> why are you talking about 18 children I don't know Oh my god, that's so funny! I my sister is a teacher's aide or a teacher. I don't. Know. She she does something with kids, and sometimes when she's telling me stories about kids, I like kind of zone out because I'm like, oh, I've never cared one time about this child you're yeah. talking to me about. <laughs> I don't really like children unless they're the like my friend's kid or something, and they're like well behaved. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. Also, okay, so you said that five minutes into dates, you'll order like a lift and leave. Yeah, how do you how do you do that? Do you just go, I'm sorry, goodbye? I'm just like, oh, I think I'm going to go now. And then, like, the funny thing is, like, every time that I've done that, like, they always do the same thing where, like, they want to try to kiss you. I'm like, sir, like, your kiss is not going to, like, change my mind. <laughs> I'm like, you look sweaty. I don't want to kiss you. Like, mm-hmm. this is not cute. <laughs> but, like, I- <laughs> the audacity to think that, like, your magic kiss will stop me from wanting to leave. <laughs> I feel like that stems from fairy tales, kind of. Because I feel like, I don't know if people read little boys' fairy tales. I don't know. I've never I've never interacted with like a little boy that way. I'd be like, do you, do you know what fairy tales are? But anyway, <laughs> I feel like in fairy tales, it's like the kiss from the prince awakes the princess and they live together happily ever after. So men are like, okay, if I kiss her, uh, this will end good for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh no yeah I just I I feel like you don't have to really be nice to men at all (laughs) that's just like my general stance um I think you said that too that was one of your goals right to be meaner to men this was so I had Gabri Sidibe on the show and she was like uh for my new year's resolution it was to be meaner to men and then right after I started doing that I got a boyfriend yep so I've been trying to be meaner to men but it's been hard because it's like just on apps and it's like people can't read sarcasm yeah. or they can't just like read but I've just been lately if I don't get asked out after like two back and forths I just like let it die because mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to be a pen pal we're at the end of the world I'd like to get booed up you know mm-hmm. for when the zombies come like I want a partner on my side mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever looking for a partner when I was like on an app I was just looking for like a that night sort of thing mm-hmm. so I if they weren't willing to meet up like that day I just like didn't care I was like okay bye <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna continue <laughs> men are terrible at, on apps especially of having conversations like most straight men they're terrible at talking period like mm-hmm. in real life too but like especially online it's like if you say anything that's not straight to the point like they don't get it they don't understand anything yes and in my hoe phase, uh, which I guess has come to an end because of the pandemic, 
I would be like, okay, do you want to meet up today? And they're like, oh, wait, uh, really? Is this like really happening? And I'm like, yes. What You think I'm lying to you? Like, do you want to do this or not? Yeah, it's very like that. I also got accused of being a catfish several times. Like, oh. they would meet me and they'd be like, oh, you actually look like that. And I'm like, what? What did you think that I was going to look like? How weird. Yeah, I went. Has anyone answered that question? Were they like, oh, I thought this, this, and that? No, they're just like, oh, I just thought you would look not like your pictures. And I was like, but I didn't give you any reason to believe that I wouldn't. I guess everybody like photoshops and like face tunes and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know. Not enough. Well, maybe it's because the makeup, like your makeup is uh, nice. Yeah, maybe. And they're like, oh, that can't be real. Men don't understand makeup at all. Like, I don't have eyebrows at all (laughs) I like Mm -hmm. draw them on so like most of them like don't know until I tell them Mm -hmm. and I'm like there's literally no hair on my face (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've had men be very surprised that my hair is fake and I'm like I don't know how you thought this was growing out of my head like how you I I just I truly don't know have you ever met a woman (laughs) yeah and then I'm also like a lot of times if it's like a leave out my hair does not match the texture of the weave let's get real you could not have possibly thought this was real yeah, it's insane. They really don't know anything. They're like little babies, like little dumb baby birds. <laughs> Do you think you're good at flirting? I don't think I flirt. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I'm very like straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I wasn't very like, I wasn't focused on like having a relationship or having like a interaction that was going to last beyond like one day with these men. Mm-hmm. So I like just didn't try and like... You're, you're into me. That's why you're here. Like, it's not really, I, I am not questioning it. So I'm not even like trying to catch you. You're already here. Like, yeah. So I haven't really tried. Mm. I'm trying to be a better flirt. I was working with my friend and he was flirting with one of the other actors and I was watching it and I was like, man, this seems like a lot of work. <laughs> and he's like a friend and we've like gone to bars and stuff and I'll watch him flirt there too. And I'm like, you talked to that girl for 30 minutes and I don't, and I think you only got a phone number. Mm-hmm. So then you have to like talk to her again. <laughs> and then he hasn't dated somebody in a long time. And I'm like, that's so much fucking work. That's too much work for me. I'm just like, do you want to go back or not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel, but then I don't know. I, it hasn't worked in the past. So I'm trying a different approach. But also, I'm not doing any approach because uh, (laughs) we're staying inside. Uh, But yeah, I just want like a boyfriend or a partner to like go on like a road trip with. I'm so tired of being in California. Yeah, me too. I want to go somewhere, but I also don't trust any of the states around us either. (laughs) Like one of them is just constantly on fire. The other one's Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't. I've been to Arizona a couple of times. I think I would go. It's like a nice little dry heat. There's, you know, get in a pool, have a good time. I don't know. I just, I I don't want to be in the U.S. I, like, I want to go overseas, but, like, the places that will have us are, like, not the it. best places yeah. to go. Yeah. I wish I could go on vacation. Me fucking too. I've been trying to go to New Orleans for years, and, like, it always falls through. And I'm like, this year, I was like, this is going to be the year. And then pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like 2020 is the year. And that being said, I think, you know, some good things have happened for people and a lot of bad shit has happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I hate when people are like the whole year has been terrible. I'm like, I don't 
think they'll, I, you have to count some of the things as good. Yeah. I kind of don't think it should count, though. Yeah. Like, I don't want to age a year. <laughs> I want to age. And it's my birthday tomorrow, and I want to turn the same age because this year it just, it didn't get anything done. Do it. <laughs> Happy almost birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Turn whatever age you want. I truly have to, like, do the math to figure out how old I am because I'm always like, I'm 47, <laughs> I'm 62, I'm 93 because I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. I cares. After, like, 31, I was like, why do we have to say how old we are out loud anymore? Mm-hmm. Can I just say I, I exist? I'm an ethereal being who's just living, honey. <laughs> I'm already depressed because I'm too old to be a Disney teen sensation, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, my goal as a teenager, and now I'm like, I'm almost 30, it's too late. Just lie about your age. Okay, if you were a Disney teen sensation with, like, your own show on the Disney Channel, what would it be? I think I would, like, copy, like, Demi Lovato's career. Because remember when she was on, she was, like, the sassy one that, like, listened to, like, Mm -hmm. metal and rock and roll. And she was, like, the alternative (laughs) one. That would be me. I think if I was a Disney phenomenon, I think I would want my character to be, like, I think I would do, like, like, I wonder if Sabrina the Teenage Witch is Disney. I don't think so. I don't think but I want to so. be, like, some sort of cute little witch. Oh, that would be cute. I'd love that show. Right? Just, like, cute little black witch. That's what I'm missing from the new one. When they're, like, it's just, like, a sitcom with, like, an animatronic cat versus, like, the new mm-hmm. one that's, like, serious <laughs> and scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's, like, pretty good, but I was like, oh, boy. I love uh, Melissa Joan Hart and I love Salem, that animatronic cat. And then those kooky ants. I was like, I don't know. Um, Just leave it alone. Yeah. I want that to come back. And they had that one iconic episode with RuPaul. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. That was so Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) I love when Ru just like randomly appears in things and just is Ru. And it's like, oh boy, this is delightful. (laughs) I think one of the first times I saw him too is, did you ever watch But I'm a Cheerleader? Yes. I watched that when I was, like, in middle school because I thought it was, like, a teen, like, cheerleader movie. Uh (laughs) And then it was just, like, me watching it in my bedroom, like, 12 years old, being like, this isn't what I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I also saw it as a teen, and I thought it was, like, a teen movie. Mm -hmm. I would say it's, like, teen teen 20s yeah like uh depending on your like uh maturity level yeah it's the sexual awakening movie (laughs) it definitely is and i guess it was like yeah i guess it was like my first introduction to like lesbians on film yeah and i was like oh okay well great cool that's the thing i know now Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) (laughs) what's your first relationship that you count this one probably Oh, okay. We lived together. So we moved in together, like, very quickly. Um, I think it wasn't even, like, six months that we were dating that I was, like, I had to look for a new place. And then I was, like, I kind of want to ask him if he wants to, like, live together. But I was, like, very nervous. So I, like, waited and, like, made, like, an entire, like, we had, like, a date. And it was, like, really nice evening. And we were, like, laying in bed. And I was, like, so I have to look for a new place. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, he's like, uh, do you want to live together? And I was like, yes, I yes, I do. <laughs> and he had been thinking about it for a while also. It just mm-hmm. progressed very quickly, our relationship. So um, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I feel like when you meet 
the person that you're supposed to be with for, you know, a, a good amount of time, it does happen rather quickly. Yeah. Everybody I know who's in a serious relationship or married or whatever, it's happened like super, super quick. And you're like, whoa, this what? Yeah. <laughs> so you moved in after like six months together. And yeah. then was quarantine hard or easy? It was easy. It was like super easy. We're like very chill people. Like we got all we get along very, very well. We like rarely ever argue. Maybe like once, but like it wasn't even like a big deal. So we get along very well. We moved in and we like set up our apartment and everything. Literally, we finished like painting and doing all that like right before the pandemic hit. So mm-hmm. we were like lucky that we got all of it done. And then we just moved again a few weeks ago because a pipe burst in the apartment upstairs and flooded our apartment and like mold oh, and the whole thing. Yeah, it was really gross. But we got a much better apartment now. So mm-hmm. meh. When shit like that happens, did they like give you money to be like, sorry, we ruined your stuff? We're about to ask for it. They gave us like our full mm-hmm. deposit back without us having to like repaint and do all of that because we were like, we didn't want to move. Like mm-hmm. it was like somebody's like dishwasher upstairs, like was it installed correctly? And like oh, all the God. water flooded. But we had told them a month ago and he was like, I'll check it. The building manager. And then he just like didn't. And then a month later, like there was just water streaming down the walls of our apartment. And we're like, that's fucking (laughs) awful. That happened in my one of my last apartments in New York, my second to last apartment. We were like, I think water's dripping in the kitchen. And then we kept asking someone to look at it. And then finally the fucking ceiling fell in. And then there was all of this like black water. And we were like, that can't be fucking good. And then, like, literal mushrooms grew out of the ceiling in the bathroom. And we were like, so this, nobody should live here. This is full of fucking mold. Yeah. And then the building manager was honestly really kind about it. They were like, yeah, this is bad. We understand. You can live in our other, like, here's another building that we have. Go look at it. See if you like it. If not, we'll refund you, you know, X amount of money. But Mm -hmm. I think they were just like, we need to keep that money. Go look at it. And they knew. It it was a really nice apartment just further uptown. Mm -hmm. That's good. That, yeah, my boyfriend's dad is a real estate attorney. So he's been, like, giving us all the tea on, like, what we should ask for and, like, how we should approach everything. So Oh, that's so fucking nice. I love when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, you'll help me out later. What a nice (laughs) treat. The pandemic has been stressful. But then also, like, I've had a nice time being like, okay, I'm not going to answer any emails today. And that's just what it is. That's nice. (laughs) <laughs> Just taking some time for myself. On your vibrating bed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, my just like <laughs> falling asleep with vibrators. <laughs> uh, I have so many vibrators. I keep buying them because I'm just online and I'm like, ooh, what if I order one more thing to come to my fucking house? Oh my god. You know what? I've actually <laughs> never bought one. You've never bought a vibrator? No. Should I? I mean, I personally like them. I I have, you know, the old school Hitachi magic wand that I think is nice, but maybe not great for a first one because it is kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Tracy's Dog is this company that I like where they have a, like it's a clit sucker and then another part that goes inside you and hits your G-spot. And then there's like a little G-spot vibrator. I wish I, I got that from Babeland. I can't remember the model of that mm. one. I have so many. <laughs> 
I bought this like pillow because okay I've always been like <laughs> afraid to ride people because I was like I don't know what you do up there I just don't know and there's like a I did it once and whatever so I bought this like pillow where you stick a dick in it and then I was like ooh, I'll practice that way so you know um when the time comes for me to actually get to fuck again I'm gonna be very good at it and I can't wait <laughs> oh my god I love how you're prepping for it I literally just sit up there and I'm like now you go <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Now you go. Your turn. (laughs) Your turn. (laughs) Uh, I, okay, help me come up with um, openers for Bumble. So, were you ever on Bumble? Yeah. Okay. So, for a hot minute, I was messaging people and asking very silly questions. I was like, one of the questions was like, if a a penguin was in your room before you went to sleep, what would you do? And I got the most boring answers from people. So what do you think a good opener is? Oh my gosh, you're so nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is called desperation, where I have a podcast where I'm like, hi, excuse me, will you please help me craft something to send to a man? Oh my god, I was super uncreative. I was literally just like, if you're not planning on meeting today, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can send that during a pandemic. Maybe ask them about their mask. Like, oh, okay. So, like, what go? What is your go-to design for a mask? Yeah, I feel like you could tell a lot about a person if they just say black. They're boring. Just like a straight, okay. just like gray, whatever. But if they Mm -hmm. have like a design, maybe they're a little funky. I think that's good. I think that's very because also it's like if they answer, I don't wear a mask. I go, okay, then well, never me. But then if they're like, oh, you know, I really like tacos, so I got a mask with tacos on it. I'll be like, oh, that's thoughtful. I too like a taco. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Okay, give me one more. Maybe ask them what what happened if they were outside and they saw like an escaped zoo animal. Like, there's a rare macaw outside of your bedroom window. What do you do? This is good. This is very good. I like this. A rare macaw outside your window. Because if they don't do anything, that's a bad person. He shouldn't Mm -hmm. be outside. If I saw a rare macaw, I'm pretty sure I would try to get it inside inside so I could figure out where I should bring him. Yeah. Like, come in here. I don't know what they eat, but maybe offer a banana. I don't yeah, I, I offer animals like lettuce. Like there was a lizard in my backyard and I was leaving out lettuce. I don't know if he was eating it or like a squirrel. But yeah, I <laughs> I was trying to lure him inside. And then I posted a picture of him. Someone was like, no, they're bad. They bite and they're like not good inside pets. And I was like, OK, this is good. This is good that I posted a picture of Randall. I won't bring him inside. <laughs> I like that you named him Randall. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my backyard lizard. <laughs> that's my backyard lizard, Randall. And then there's a little one, the, another little one. Well, Randall got very big, and I haven't seen him in a while. I think he maybe has moved houses. I don't know. Wow. But now there's a little one, and I think I'm going to name her Susie, even though I don't know if it's a her. I've gendered her, and I think her name is Susie. <laughs> I like Susie. <laughs> right? Susie the lizard. I think it's cute. It's adorable. There's so many lizards in L.A. It kind of, like, freaks me so out. So many. It's very <laughs> strange. I didn't realize that until... I guess I spent more time outside because, you know, you take your little quarantine walk where you think about the crisis that is the world. Mm -hmm. And then you see so many fucking lizards. Oh, my God. I try to go on walks and I like can't 
at least not with my boyfriend, because he gets so angry if he sees somebody now wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And, like his face turns into like just this snarled anger and he's like walking really fast and I'm like where are you going <laughs> and then he gets inside he's like I can't be out there with those people <laughs> <I'm> like okay <laughs> he's like very very careful so if he sees one person mm-hmm. without a mask and we're trying to take a walk he's like we're going home we're going home right now the whole day's ruined I'm like <laughs> I mean yeah it's just hard for people who like rules and like following the rules yeah. because there's so many rule breakers and I'm like you think you can go outside and just breathe on everybody <laughs> like people that like, just like come right towards you don't even try to walk around they really don't it's so wild I do I make a show out of walking around someone I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna go right into the street and then I'll be back on the sidewalk Ooh, I have another question for you this has nothing to do with anything we've been talking about but I was just thinking of opening lines and this dumb question I asked my friend and I wonder if you have the same answer as her okay so say you're driving with like your boyfriend or your best friend they're driving, you're in the passenger seat, and they choke on something as they're driving. What do you do? Oh, how bad is the choking? Can he pull over or does he not have the ability to? They're, they can't pull over and you're on the freeway. Oh my God, that's so scary. <laughs> Punch him in the stomach and see if it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like if I try to turn the wheel to pull over, I don't even know how that would work because I can't put my leg on the brake. <laughs> I asked my friend that and she was like, what would you do? And I was like, I was with my friend Marcy and I was like, I think I would unbuckle your seatbelt and push you out of the car, climb in the driver's seat, pull over and then try to see if you're okay. And she screamed. She was like, why would you do that? I would throw the car in neutral and try to glide it to the side of the road. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I guess yeah, that I guess is so. the correct answer. <laughs> like what if you were on the 405? <laughs> Just <push> <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, punching them in the stomach is such a funny gut reaction. To be like, uh, the punch, punch them in the stomach. <laughs> like maybe it'll projectile it out of the throat, or like slap the esophagus. I, don't know. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a perfect answer. You know, that's very likely because I don't, I haven't driven at all since the pandemic. <laughs> I'm afraid to at this point. But my boyfriend kind of dry. He just like takes the wheel and I'm like I don't want to drive he's been in LA longer than I have so he knows where everything is Mm. and I get to be on my phone the whole time so (laughs) there you go I love that I like driving I just got a jeep so it's fun to drive around with the top off uh I had my roommate in the back seat and my friend in the front and I didn't realize what the top it was like halfway off but most of the roof is open I like looked in the rearview mirror and he was getting truly murdered by the wind like his face was moving in a way that i've never seen it he was trying to fix his hair and i couldn't stop laughing i was like i am so sorry next time i'll put it up when we hit the freeway but (laughs) have you seen that video of that girl she's like hanging out the side of one of the cars and like the wind is like flapping her eyelashes off she's (laughs) like literally like wearing the 25 millimeters and they're like Uh yeah yeah, there's one a lady on a roller coaster where it's doing the same thing, and it makes me laugh so hard because I'm like, "That's me! I wear giant lashes and a gust of wind." I'm like, "Oh God, I can't fucking see." I mean, honestly, that's like the best advertisement for that eyelash glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's gonna stick on no matter fucking what. What glue do you use? I kind of buy whatever. Um, right now I'm using like the Kiss Aloe glue. 
Because I have a oh. psoriasis on my eyeballs, which sucks. Or my eyelids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I thought it was a skin thing. And you're like, on oh, my <laughs> eyeballs. And I was like, oh, dear. I always say eyeballs when I mean like lids, <laughs> which is very mm-hmm. confusing. <laughs> but this one's like more sensitive. And then I have another one that's like more hardcore, but it will tear like my skin off because it's all flaky. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. What's that one called? I don't know. I don't have that one up here. I buy it randomly on Amazon, but it's very strong. That I would wear to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm a loyalist to this brand called Kalish. Kalish? Or Kalash. I don't know. I got it from this place called um, Namie's, which is like a beauty oh, supply store yeah. in the Valley in North Hollywood. And I don't know why I bought it, but I was like, this one. I like the packaging. And then it's like latex free. And yeah. it, it truly works so well. I fucking love it. I've been using it for years. All the ones that you can do the little brush thingy, those are all the best ones. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's got a little brush guy. I love it. You just dab it on. Yeah, I only use the latex ones if I'm like gluing stuff on my face. Mm, I don't think I've ever glued anything. No, I've glued some rhinestones to my face. Yeah. Did I ask you where the inspiration comes from for your looks? Honestly, I don't know. Um, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> I have like a weird like log of like just imagery in my brain. That just like randomly mm-hmm. lives there. And that, that's like always been. But I'll always just have like these like weird images of like something that I've either seen on TV or either seen in real life. Like if I go to a thrift store and I see like a bouquet, like a dried flower bouquet and I'm like, ooh, that's a nice color. I'm going to make my entire body that color. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah, just from there. I like that. I feel like I have one inspiration. No, I guess I have two. So like. Real slutty people, like, okay, so my favorite people to look at on Instagram are self-proclaimed bimbos who've got, like, their, like, titties done, their lips done, like, so much fucking makeup, like, hyper-feminine. I love love that. Mm -hmm. Love it so much. And I, like, pull a little bit from that. And then I also pull from, like, baby dolls, like a Bratz doll, like, the big eyes and the lashes and stuff. Like, I feel like that's... That's like not my full blown aesthetic, but like what I pull from. I love a bimbo look. I did a bimbo tutorial on my YouTube where it's just like titties pushed up and like big pink glossy lips and just big blonde Mm -hmm. hair. uh, I love that aesthetic. I love serving things that I don't represent in real life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I like wear all black. I have dark hair. Um, I'm not Mm. very like cutesy or like wear like pinks and stuff, but like my drag wardrobe is like a complete opposite of like who I am so it like gives me around like a time to play with like color and mm-hmm. adorable cute aesthetics and stuff yeah I like that I've been wearing my hair in pigtails a lot or like little two little space buns or whatever because I'm like mm, it's cutesy and I like that mm-hmm. and then like overalls in a backpack and I'm like is this like <laughs> Chucky cosplay like what am I doing <laughs> But then it makes me happy, and I'm like, there you go. That's all I'm doing, just making myself fucking happy. I love that. Do you have snacks in your backpack? I bought a bunch of Welch's uh, fruit snacks, so yes. Oh, my God, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I pictured. (laughs) Sometimes I'll just, like, if I work, they usually have them on set, so I'll just, like, throw them in my backpack, and then late at night I'll, like, smoke weed and then be like, ooh, I have snacks, and I'm going (laughs) to eat them right now. I love that. It makes me very happy. Well, Krem, we've come to the end. I ask mostly all of my guesses. Sometimes I miss it, but you know, whatever. Uh, would you date me? 
Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. If you can meet me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, give me the location. I'll meet you tonight. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything you want to promote? I would say take a look at my YouTube channel. I just started YouTube a few months ago to do all the tutorials because people have been asking me for years. So just starting to get my footing. But take a look if you want to be a drag queen for Halloween or for Christmas, whatever. Every holiday is a good time. Anytime is a good time to be a clown. I love that. (laughs) If you want to be a drag queen for Halloween or Christmas, you know, just uh, watch the tutorials. (laughs) I love that so much. Okay, well, that is the end of Why Won't You Date Me? If you like this episode, you can subscribe. You Subscribe? Yes, subscribe. (laughs) You can rate it five stars. If you send me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it out loud. Uh, This nice person said, a post for your podcast. My coworker Rodney, C-Pick, Oh, I didn't screenshot the picture. Oh, well, uh, is always munching. He especially likes to munch on warm chocolate chip cookies straight out of the oven. He would like to cook up some cookie dough in your hot cooch and have you sit on his face and you call him your coochie monster. Well, I gotta say that took a turn. I did not see coming. <laughs> also, I would hate to think that my pussy was so hot it could cook a cookie. <laughs> That's too hot. Okay, uh, bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo. And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.